Eve's Guide for Regular Guys. Tips and advice on developing confidence, embracing your style, and attracting the love and sex you want. Hello everybody, welcome back to Eve's Guide. This is episode nine. Yeah, nine. I can't believe I've been doing this for nine episodes. This is great. I don't know how many episodes I'm going to do. I'll just say that up front. Um, I figure it'll just kind of wind down when I feel like I've given you all the basics that you need to get out there and do your thing. But for now, I still have a few more things I want to say to you. So I hope you're all well and happy and enjoying your spring or or your fall, depending on which side of the equator you live on. <laughs> so this week, I'm going to talk about online etiquette. And I should subtitle this, how not to fuck it all up. <laughs> because I think that's, that's kind of what a lot of guys are worried about. Um, I hear that a lot from from you guys from my, from my listeners and from commenters. So this was something I wanted to address. So far in this series, I've discussed what you should do in order to improve your self-esteem, your, your social interactions in the real world with the aim of attracting a woman. And of course, this is what I want you to keep working on and working towards always. This, is, this should always be your goal, no matter what, engaging with the real world and meeting people face to face. It's always going to be the main prize here. I won't ever suggest that that you should aim for substitutes or, or surrogates for real-world experience. But I know that a lot of guys are not yet quite ready to just plunge into the real world of, you know, socializing, dating, even just sort of being with people comfortably. I know that for many of you, it's a long process uh, from where you are right now. And that even getting up the courage to talk casually to a woman at work or school can be a challenge, you know, let alone um, hitting the clubs or trying out your pickup lines. Not that you should do that, but <laughs> you know what I mean. And this is all okay because, you know, we all have to start somewhere. And not everyone is, is outgoing or just naturally comfortable with strangers. But even if you are someone who's had experience with relationships before, you've probably realized that in this day and age, online communication with women is likely going to be part of any future dating or relationships of yours. It's just the way the world is now. Um, so it's a good idea to make sure you can, you can navigate it well. So this episode is going to focus on something you can start doing right now that will help guide you towards eventually um, hopefully soon, <laughs> being able to talk comfortably to women in the real world, or to at least becoming aware of the pitfalls that even the most experienced guy can get caught up in. In fact, when it comes to online communication, most of you are already doing it to a degree already. You're engaging with women online already. Not online dating or Tinder or whatever, but just communicating with, you know, just talking to, getting to know various women over the medium of the internet which is a lot less intimidating than face-to-face -face encounters. And it's, I think it's a great way for you to start practicing. If you've ever messaged me, emailed me, or engaged in comments with me 
then you've already started talking to a woman. And I bet it wasn't that scary. I'm not scary, am I? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> anyway, I want to stress again. Um, I'm not talking about going to hookup sites, dating sites, um, or messaging women who offer sexual services like webcams or phone sex or whatever. Those things are fine, you know, and they might end up being a part of your future. But for now, I'm simply talking about getting over that um, initial shyness and hesitation and just talking to women. Because there's no question in my mind that getting to know someone online before you ever see a photo or meet them in person is one of the best, if not the best, ways of meeting a woman. For a lot of reasons, um, for both of you. Two main ones. I mean, number one, there's no pressure regarding looks. And number two, you can really let your personality shine through your comments and messages without letting your insecurities get in the way. Well, not too much, at least. <laughs> I know it can still be a challenge, but we're working on it, right? <laughs> when you're online, you're just a screen name. And I, I will talk more on that later. Um, but you're just a screen name, which means you're kind of a blank slate. You can be your best self, you know, the self that you want to be, the self that you wish people could see. This is a unique opportunity for you to show your, your wicked sense of humor, your skill in a foreign language, your vast knowledge of a certain subject, whatever. Uh, and in some cases, which again, I'll, I'll get to a bit later, it's a chance for you to show off your musical abilities or other talents. You aren't burdened by your own past or your perceived flaws or the mistakes you've made. No one knows your history or how you live or how you feel about yourself. Um, no one knows how many lovers you've had or haven't had, what job you have or don't have, how much money you have or don't have. I mean, it's basically a chance for the absolute essence of who you are as a person to shine through, unencumbered by all the bullshit that we sometimes surround ourselves with. So for that reason, there's really never any cause to feel self-conscious or afraid to sign up for an account somewhere and just start talking to people. You're just a username at this point. There's really nothing to be self-conscious or, or worried about. No one knows you. They can't see you. They can't, they're not in the room with you. They don't know who you are. And if something does go terribly wrong somehow, well, you can always delete that name and try again, right? Okay, so where should you start? Well, I always recommend that you look for online communities that have a lot of subscribers or commenters and a lot of activity. And it really should be something that you're interested in or knowledgeable about. I mean, it can be anything as long as there's likely to be enough women there. Some types of jobs and hobbies tend to be male dominated, although it's rarely exclusively so. And it might be just what you need to find a female programmer or gamer or a sports freak, you know, among all the guys on the particular site. Now, if you're really terribly shy and self-conscious, I'd definitely start with something very tame and very family-friendly, very safe for work, you know. Reddit is actually a great place for finding communities of people who love just about everything. There's communities for everything. So you could explore and look for subreddits dedicated to 
I don't know, animal rescue or or art or what kind of music you like or the city you live in, um, cycling or or recycling or <laughs> you know, you get the idea. Find a community like that and start commenting. Start having conversations with women in these communities. I'll discuss online etiquette in more detail later, but for now, the point is just to start talking to women, not in a sexual or romantic way or as an excuse uh, to try to hook up. Not that you do this, I know, but I just have to put that out there. But um, just to get used to talking to women and not being self-conscious about it. If you're already doing that, or if you think you might be ready to flirt a little with women online, which is very good, then I'd recommend you join subreddits like Gone Wild Audio, Pillow Talk Audio, and GWA Backstage, which is where people who post on Gone Wild Audio go to sort of hang out and talk and, you know, post things that are not sexual. I think I probably talked up these places in one of my Under the Covers episodes, but I'll mention it again. Um, whether or not you would ever want to make erotic audio, it doesn't matter. These are great places to start casually talking to women in a very safe and welcoming way. Because I know that this is an issue for a lot of guys. You don't want to come off as creepy. You don't want to bother women or scare them or freak them out, especially when it comes to sexual things. You absolutely don't want to be one of you know, those guys. And so many guys choose to never talk to women at all, which is a real shame. The great thing about getting involved in a community like GWA or Pillow Talk Audio is that the women who post audios there are pretty comfortable with sexuality. And they know guys are listening and sometimes getting off. And they know that some guys are going to want to leave comments or, or PM them to express their appreciation. None of this is considered creepy by the women who post there. If you leave a nice comment or you send a nice message, even something simple like, I really enjoyed your audio, thank you for making it, or you have a beautiful voice, thank you for that audio, she'll love it. She'll absolutely not think you are a creep, okay? <laughs> she won't. Because you aren't. Leaving a comment in that situation is completely acceptable and appreciated. And what can happen from here is that over time you start to communicate through comments and you get to know some of these people. I think it's a good idea to talk to men there too, since this really is just a community of like-minded people. It's not a hookup site. But even if you only ever talk to women, um, which you can find out at least among the verified women at GWA, they'll have a little pink um, banner, like their, their name will have a little pink thing. Um, so you can see that they're women. Even if you only ever talk to women, just trading funny comments or compliments, it can really start to make you feel more comfortable about the whole thing. You'll see that you don't have to be afraid of communicating with a woman. And while I don't recommend that you go into it for the sole purpose of trying to hook up with someone, keep in mind relationships often do develop from friendships or, or casual connections with people who aren't actively looking for a partner. I mentioned GWA Backstage as a place where people who enjoy erotic audio just sort of hang out. It's also where they have discussions and debates. They ask and answer questions. Um, and it's also a great place to show off your singing or your instrument playing. 
a lot of people post audios of themselves performing. And I've been blown away by the talent and creativity of the people I've heard there. It's amazing. Um, it's definitely a great way to make a good impression on a woman if you have skills in this area at all. If not, don't worry. Just talking to people and engaging in intelligent conversation is more than enough. So just start by lurking if you want to, you know, just read other people's comments and posts and, and get a feel for the place. And before long, I think you'll be tempted to join in and add a comment or two, and it should go from there. Now, when it comes time to choose a username, I suggest you give it some thought. Consider what it will say about you. Please don't choose something like throw away 784916 or, or I'm a pathetic loser underscore just shoot me or anything like that. You can choose something funny or intelligent or something that's a play on words. Um, but another word of advice, if you choose something that can be easily shortened into a nickname, women will be more likely to start calling you by that nickname. And that's kind of, that's kind of endearing, you know? Um, I chose Eve's Garden because I liked the idea of what the Garden of Eden represents, a place where human beings were free and happy and naked and having sex and all that without shame or guilt um, before the, quote, fall of man, so to speak, before it was a sin. But of course, people just started calling me Eve, <laughs> and it grew from there. So consider your username before just picking a meaningless one. It would be really nice if, you know, if you chose something like, you know, Commander Tom or something, and, and women started calling you Tom. I mean, I think, I don't know, even if it's nowhere near what your real name is, I think you might enjoy that. Something else you can start doing to get used to conversing with women is to follow some favorites on Twitter and Instagram and comment on their posts. Because again, a woman who posts on social media knows that people are looking at her, following her, whatever, and within reason, she's happy to hear from you. Of course, you have to be smart about it. You know, you don't want to insult her or stalk her. You know? But barring that, it's fine to start commenting and liking posts of hers. Um, depending on the woman, she may answer back once in a while when she can. So, you know, use these simple exchanges not as a substitute for a real relationship with someone, but as a stepping stone towards it. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, I'm willing to take the plunge and start commenting on women's posts, audios, photos, whatever. But I have no idea what to say or do to not come across as a creep. How do I know what's too much? How do I know for sure I'm not being an asshat, right? Well, I'm here to help. <laughs> I'm going to give you some general guidelines to help you navigate this world. But before I venture into this area, let me just say this. If you are the kind of guy who's self-aware enough to realize that you are a bit socially awkward, if you know that you kind of lack the easy social grace that some people seem to possess just naturally, Please don't let this become a pronouncement along the lines of, I have green eyes, or I was born in June. <laughs> um, in other words, being socially awkward is not a permanent condition that you just have to endure. There are so many things you can do to help yourself in this regard. Way too many to go into here. But my point is, take it seriously. 
Treat it like a problem you can solve. Go to the library, find books on social anxiety or social awkwardness, watch YouTube videos, that sort of thing. I would say, in general, stay away from websites and and web guides that promise to help you through it, because so many of the ones I've seen are just kind of email bait, and um, they aren't really helpful. But that doesn't mean that there aren't great resources out there. If you're open and willing to learn, if you're the kind of person who can recognize um, maybe bad behavior or behavior that isn't optimal and not be absolutely devastated by having made a mistake, then it's actually relatively easy to shake off this self-imposed idea that you are just socially inept and always will be. Anyway, that was just a bit of an aside. Not getting too far off track here. We're just talking about rules for engaging people online for now. I'm sorry, my throat is really sore today. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have started this today, but <laughs> feels a bit scratchy. Well, bear with me. So let's start with one of the easiest things to do. Commenting on something a woman has posted somewhere. It could be a tweet or her Instagram posts, her erotic audio post, photos, videos, whatever. If you're going to comment on a woman's posts, here are some general common sense rules that are woefully not common enough. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really kind of shocking how many guys get this stuff wrong. So let's start here. What not to do. Number one. Do not comment with something like, well, so-and-so is still my all-time favorite, but you're pretty hot too. This is not a compliment. Please think this through. <laughs> no woman wants to hear that you think some other woman is better than she is. If you think that the other woman, the one that you like better, the one you're comparing to her to, is going to see your comment to this other girl, this new girl, and feel somehow slighted, well, you're wrong. The only thing you'll accomplish is a kind of backhanded compliment that will make the original poster feel bad. So in other words, if you think it's okay to compliment someone by saying that you like someone else better, but you like her too, it's not okay. Don't do it. You can always compliment them both, right? Separately? Right. Stick to one person at a time and compliment them each in their own way. Number two, by the same token, do not respond to someone's post, whatever it is, by asking her to post something else. I see this a lot too, and it amazes me. If someone has gone to a lot of work and effort to provide something beautiful or entertaining or titillating, don't take it as an opportunity to tell her what else you would rather hear or see her do. For instance, if she posts a hypnosis audio, do not comment, when are you going to do more cock worship stuff? If a model posts a photo of herself on the beach, don't comment, yeah, but hey, where's the lingerie stuff? I mean, this sounds so obvious when I say it out loud, but just look at the comments of famous models and performers on Instagram and Twitter. Sometimes their feeds are just filled with nothing but requests for something other than what they've just posted. And it doesn't matter what that thing is. There's always going to be somebody who wants something different. The main reason this is a bad idea is that it shows the woman that you don't appreciate what she's willing to give and that you want to decide what she shows or what she performs or whatever. Sometimes when I get requests or comments that are too heavy-handed in this way, 
you know, kind of demanding, asking for this, that, and the other. I'm very tempted to respond with, would you like fries with that? <laughs> you know, just, just to kind of remind them, no, this is not a drive-through. No, I'm not here to fulfill your every specific wish. So don't treat women like you're ordering fast food from them and can be picky about getting exactly what you want. Appreciate them. And if you want to ask for something, do it privately and politely. Number three, if a woman has been posting something for some time, like in the case of models, sometimes they've had a career spanning many, many years, and you see or hear her, her older material, do not say, well, you're hot now, but your older stuff is just wow. <laughs> it will always imply that she was better slash sexier slash hotter years ago than she is now. I mean, is this really something you want to say to someone? I know it can feel like you're complimenting her, but there, there really is no good way to tell someone that their younger selves were way hotter than they are now. There's just no, there's no way to do this. It's not a compliment. It'll only make her feel bad that she is no longer that age or that good looking. You can always say, you can say it nicely. You can say, I've been a fan of you for years and you've always been amazing. I mean, that's a much nicer way of saying it, isn't it? That you liked her before and you like her now too. But, you know, really, just find some other way to compliment her rather than comparing her older work to her current work. Number four, if you like the fact that women post pictures or videos of their bodies or recordings of their voices or whatever, then please, for the love of all that's holy, banish the thought of public criticism from your mind. There's never a reason to criticize a woman who is sharing her sexuality with you. Period. I'd like to underscore that. Okay. <laughs> never a reason to criticize a woman who's sharing her sexuality with you. Just think about it. Just be smart about this. If a woman posts a topless picture of herself and you criticize any part of it, you know, pretty much anything, the lighting, the outfit, the pose, whatever, why would she keep posting? Do you think she wants constructive criticism about how sexy she is? I mean, unless she specifically asks for it, she doesn't. Nobody does. Would you like constructive criticism about your performance in bed from a lover? <laughs> Probably not, right? Especially if it's just someone insulting you and calling it constructive criticism. <laughs> so so don't be don't be this guy, okay? Don't be bad about it. Say something nice or don't say anything at all. If you don't like a woman or what she does, just move on. She doesn't need to hear how you think she could improve to be more pleasing to you. I really don't understand the thought process of guys who look or look at a woman or listen to her and think that the best way to reward her for this is to criticize her. I mean, critique may be welcome in certain performing arts, writing or art or performances, music, that sort of thing. But in the world of sexuality and certainly in like modeling your nude body, things like that, there's really no place for it. You're basically criticizing a person's appearance or sexuality, telling her that it's not good enough, you know, making her feel vulnerable, even more vulnerable than she did before. And there's just absolutely no justification for it. You don't have to like any particular woman or anything she does. It, no one is saying you do. 
But if you don't like it, please have some class and don't tell her so. Keep in mind, too, that other women do see your comments. And when a lot of guys do this, the women that you, you might want to see, the women you do like and want to see and hear, become discouraged at all the negative comments out there. And they stop posing for photos or posting things as well. They become aware that there's a very critical audience out there. And they don't want to put themselves out, that, out there either. So just keep that in mind. Number five. Do not slut-shame a woman whose sexuality you are enjoying. Okay? <laughs> don't. If you're looking at her, don't call her an exhibitionist or an attention whore or any of the other vile things that sexual women get called. It takes two to tango, and you're part of this too. Again, I'm not sure why guys shoot themselves in the foot like this. All that's going to happen is that the women they like looking at... Uh, because no matter what names they call them, they're still looking, right? Uh, these women have to stop doing it. So I, I don't really understand the thought process there. Okay, so if you've decided you'd like to message a woman privately or send her an email, now this is a step up, obviously, because it isn't quite the same as public comments. And the very nature of it implies you'll be saying something a little more personal. I know a lot of guys could never bring themselves to privately message someone because they don't want to come across as creepy. Let me try to put your mind at ease if I can. Just the act of messaging someone or emailing her, if she's put her email address out there, is not creepy. Please get that notion out of your mind. Just emailing or messaging in itself is not creepy. No woman who posts things publicly will be upset by the fact that you messaged her, okay? It's the content of such messages that can upset a woman, not the fact that you messaged her in the first place. So, here are some rules for this. Number one, do not private message a woman for sex just because she posts erotic or nude content. Do not assume She's looking for a sex partner or a Skype or kick sex partner just because she enjoys making erotic content. This happens more than you might imagine, and it's always annoying. I instantly block anyone who writes to me asking to have real-life sex with me. It's an automatic thing. I don't even question it. Because if someone has lost perspective so much as to assume that I'm looking for random, meaningless sex with a complete stranger then I don't want anything more to do with him. So don't be that guy. Also, if someone is looking for a partner, and you know this because she says so clearly, <laughs> don't assume she'll have a first-come, first-served attitude, you know, taking absolutely anyone with a cock who happens to message her. Do not make the ridiculous assumption that just because a woman has turned you on in some way that she will be equally interested in you, who's usually nothing more than a screen name to her. Even the most hypersexual porn stars are still people with minds and hearts who need a little more than just any old random penis, right? It just makes sense. Never assume that an erotic artist or model is just waiting to be some kind of free-use fantasy figure for, for a random person. 
And please don't send a woman a private message that is nothing more than a long-winded graphic description of what you want to do to her sexually. It doesn't matter if you're hornier than you've ever been in your life and that some content of hers helped get you there. Just respect this person. Don't subject her to your horniest thoughts and craziest fantasies. At least not right at the beginning. She may be into that completely down the road, but don't make that the first thing you say to somebody. Again, never assume that a sexual performer or a model is just dying to hear all about your particular kinks and turn-ons. What you can do is write it all out if you want to, but just don't send it to her yet. Wait until you aren't horny and then reread it. And ask yourself then if you think this is an appropriate thing to send to a stranger. Consider that she might be as unhorny as she has ever been in her life when she gets your message. And it may just turn her off you for good. Okay, number two. The dick pick thing. Ah, the dick pick thing. I know how strange this can seem to most guys. Women like me who openly admit that we love cocks and men and sex and all that, will also state categorically that we don't want dick pics. And it must seem kind of contradictory to you. So let me try to clarify this for you a little bit. I kind of liken it to those old school flasher type dudes, you know, the ones in the raincoats. Um, <laughs> I once had a guy press his dick up against the window of the apartment building laundry room that I was in one night. I was down there alone, and um, he started jerking off, watching me through the window. Now, this bothered me a great deal. I was kind of worried about my safety. I was alone in this room, and he wasn't far from the door. He could have come in. But anyway, it wasn't because I don't like cocks or sex. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> you know me. It bothered me because he was essentially forcing something on me without my consent. He was skipping a whole bunch of steps, doing things that normally only someone that I was dating or involved with would be allowed to do around me, and only with my permission. And this is what sending dick pics or videos of yourself can be like for women. It's too soon, it's too uninvited, and it's too uncomfortably forceful. I mean, I know too that men would be thrilled if random women sent them naked pictures of themselves, so I understand why why some men just carry this logic over to their own behavior. But there's a different dynamic going on here. We aren't the same as you in this regard. So don't assume that we will like what you would like. Don't send photos of yourself to a woman without an invitation. I don't care if she's the world's most famous porn star. You're assuming too much if you send her photos of your junk or your abs or whatever else it is you think will make her panties drop. Some women really do enjoy getting dick pics. They'll just usually say so, clearly and plainly. So it's really not that hard to figure out. If you don't know, you're better off just avoiding the whole want to see my junk thing completely. And this, by the way, means you should not send links to your videos, your photo accounts, your tribute videos, anything that you've done like that. I would even hesitate about sending regular photos of yourself for a few reasons. There are some guys who've kind of spoiled this for everybody. They will hide a dick pic in something that looks like an innocuous link. So they'll send, they'll send a girl an email saying, oh, here's a picture of 
me and my dog at the beach, thought you might like she's a cute puppy or something, and you just happily click on it and BAM! Mr. Johnson. So this is why it's a little bit, I'm a little hesitant to even click on any pictures that I receive now. But there's a couple of other reasons too. Some guys think themselves quite handsome. And some actually are, okay? So they see sending a face photo the way some other guys see sending a dick pic. It's about trying to tempt you, not about trying to get to know you. But even if you're just being genuine, you know, you just really do want to say, hi, this is me, you know, I would still hold off on sending photos of yourself to a woman too quickly. Because first of all, ideally, you want to talk to a woman first before you start exchanging photos. You want your minds to meet first. See if you genuinely like each other. If you add pictures into the mix too soon, you risk a few things. If you like the way each other looks, it may actually rush a romantic or sexual element that you weren't ready for or even suited for just because you thought he or she was hot and vice versa. And if you don't like the way each other looks, if you doubt you'd ever want to have sex with this person based on this one photo, well then you could be cutting off a potentially amazing relationship before it even gets started. Not all relationships are based on instant chemistry or instant physical attraction. So don't cut that, that potential off. I know some guys are really, really eager to get that approval. They really want a woman to write back to them all hearts and emojis about how gorgeous they are and everything. But please don't let your ego take you down this path. Because if she doesn't think you're gorgeous, you may have just committed yourself to the friend zone right out of the gate. You know? Honestly, if she'd gotten to know you over months and fallen for you and then seen your photo, she might not care at that point if there's not a lot of physical chemistry or not a lot of attraction that she's used to experiencing. You know, she might she might not care that you aren't what she considers her type normally. She may like you so much she wants to meet you anyway. Okay, number three. This is something I see quite a bit and I, I really kind of shake my head at it. Don't post something to an online community that essentially says, and I'm paraphrasing and <laughs> summing up here, hey there, I'm a complete loser moron and no woman is ever going to want to be with me. I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. And I thought maybe if one of you was feeling generous, you might want to talk to me, even though I know I'm boring and stupid and ugly. I'm not kidding. I see things like this all the time. They usually have usernames that go along with it. Like I'm a pathetic loser underscore, please shoot me. And, and they will resist anyone's attempts to make them feel better. Their posts and comments are usually just dripping with self-pity and self-loathing. And, you know, while it may be tempting to let things like this tug at your heartstrings and make you feel sorry for the guy, please keep in mind that women in general who are just online or looking for some fun or some distraction after work, they don't have much tolerance for self-pity. You may get a few women offering a nice comment or an encouraging message, but that's about the best you can hope for from something like this, and it isn't really genuine. I mean, they're, they're trying to be nice, but you want more than that from someone in a relationship. I mean, women just don't want to spend their time and effort making a random stranger feel better about himself out of pity. We're not really charitable in that way, and I don't think we should be. Because neither are you, and nor should you be. You know, pity and charity 
and feeling sorry for someone are not conducive to sexual attraction and love. They aren't things you should want a woman or a man to feel for you. You know, you can't make someone feel sorry enough for you that they fall for you. It just doesn't work that way. So, you know, think of this yourself. Would you ever date or have sex with a woman that you didn't find attractive or know anything about just because you felt sorry for her? Most guys wouldn't, especially the unattractive part. So, you know, if you wouldn't pity fuck someone, as they say, rather crudely, ask yourself why you think a woman would do this for you and why you'd want her to. I think a lot of guys believe that if they lay it on thick enough, some generous angel will be so moved that she'll want to ease all his pain and make him feel better, just out of the goodness of her sweetheart. And you know, in real life, you might actually be lucky enough to meet someone who sees something in you and who does decide she wants to help you. Absolutely. But this is a virtual impossibility online. Online, you are a screen name. Nothing more. Well, a screen name like, I'm a loser, just shoot me, with a pitiful story and a desire to manipulate people into caring about you. So don't be that guy. Try to be engaging and pleasant. Try to pique someone's curiosity about you or something you do. Just don't try to play the pity card, because it will never work. Now, let me add here. I don't mean that you should never discuss anything serious or potentially unpleasant with a woman online. You can. If you have anxiety or depression or medical condition, if you've had some serious problems in your life, anything like that, naturally you can talk to a new friend or acquaintance about them. Just don't lead with it in a manipulative way. Let it develop organically. Let the conversations you have lead you towards getting to know each other better. And expect the same from her. You know, don't be surprised if she's had several issues or problems of her own. This is how people connect and bond, you know, and how good friendships and relationships develop. Um, so don't worry about that, but just be smart about it. You can even start your conversation, as some of my listeners have, by saying something like, I suffer from depression or insomnia and your audios really help. That's fine. You know, that's contextual and appropriate. What I'm saying is you should avoid just dumping on some poor woman, you know, some new online friend, telling her all your problems and issues and monopolizing the conversation and making it all about you. So many guys do this. They've been... They've been so shut off for so long, and they're so desperate for an outlet, or for a friendly ear, for, you know, some understanding and comfort, that they tend to go overboard. And they just burden a woman with all their stuff, right out of the gate. I really do feel for guys like this. Um, I understand. But I promise you, it isn't the way to go. As much as you might really need a friendly ear, or a shoulder to cry on, please try to be sensible about sharing everything all at once, if you're tempted to. All right, number four, frequency of communication. Again, too much too soon can be a real deal breaker. There are no hard and fast rules about this, but just try to apply the what would I want filter to it, you know. If someone was trying to get something from you, a friend was bugging you for a favor, or a loan, or your mother was bugging you to do something. Would you appreciate 10 emails or texts in the space of 10 minutes? I don't think so. 
<laughs> or if you met a guy at work that you got on pretty well with and you thought you might become friends, you might hang out, would you be freaked out if he messaged you 10 times over the next two days, you know, even when you hadn't responded to his first message yet? This is how you have to view communicating with women. Don't comment bomb their posts. Don't flood their inboxes. Don't contact them constantly. A good rule of thumb is one for one. One message, then if she responds, send another. Then wait, etc. I mean, you can sometimes send a follow-up if she hasn't responded in quite a while, just in case she didn't get it or she's just super busy. But if you get no response from that one either, then just leave her be for a while. She might be dealing with something and just can't get back to you. Or, you know, she may have decided not to communicate anymore for whatever reason. So you do have to sort of, you have to play that kind of, well, just smart, as I've said. I mean, I've seen guys get crazy if a woman doesn't respond to them within a few minutes of their sending a message or posting a comment. I've had a few guys write and say, oh, I guess you're not the least bit interested in me then, fine, when I didn't respond to their comments or messages within 20 minutes. I mean, they have no idea what's going on in my life, or where in the world I live, the time differences. I could be fast asleep, for all they know. But to act petulantly like I've wounded them by not responding immediately, well, that's just, that's just bad form. And I'm certainly not going to respond. Um, I've also seen guys get really petulant online. They'll say things like, well, I'm going to be deleting my account now because I really expected more from knowing you. Hint, hint, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just manipulative and it implies that I wasn't paying enough attention to him. I mean, it puts all the onus on the woman and that's never a good idea in this case. Okay, moving on. I wanted to mention something briefly. These ones, these next ones apply if you're dealing with a woman who makes part of her living from her modeling or erotic content or anything else. If she's a sex worker, anything like that. Number one. Don't be crass about money. Don't treat her like she's a greedy, gold-digging, just-doing-it-for-the-money kind of whore, okay? <laughs> Ask yourself if you'd want someone to absolutely hate you for going to work every day and for paying your rent. Would you want someone to call you a greedy, money-hungry prick because you have a job? I mean, that's just bad. Don't treat professional women that way. Okay, they have bills to pay just like you do. And the fact that you don't want to pay them or can't pay them doesn't make them wrong or immoral for earning a living. Give these women a break, okay? Absolutely everyone needs to pay the bills somehow. And especially if there's someone who's producing content for you. She has to pay to produce this content that she gives to you somehow. So always keep that in mind. It may be free for you. You may think it's free or it should be free or all of this, but she has to spend a lot of money to produce the stuff that you just want to consume for free. I had someone send me a lengthy wall of text email one time, in the first line of which he wrote, hang on till the end, there's money in this for you if you do. And I was really insulted. I felt like he was trying to dangle money in front of me in a very callous and jaded sort of way, as if the only way I'd read his email was if he promised me money, right? It's just very crass. So please don't be this guy. Number two, don't ever presume that if you pay for any kind of service from an erotic professional or a model that she now owes you something extra or that you have a special relationship with her. 
please know the difference between generously supporting someone you like and buying someone's time or affection. I mean, when you buy an album to support your favorite musician, you don't then think they owe you special performances or that you have a relationship with them, right? Taylor Swift is not your girlfriend now because you bought her album. And the same is true for models and erotic professionals. If someone talks to you online, through her webcam or some other means, she's still being professional about it. But be careful about committing too much of your money to someone because you like her. I really want to look out for you guys in this in this regard because it happens to so many guys. I had to ask a guy to stop sending me Amazon gift cards once because he was going overboard. I was helping him with some issues that he was having through email, and I think he felt like he had to buy my friendship or my attention. I think he felt guilty about taking up my time, but I was happy to help him. I wouldn't have emailed him and talked him through these things if I didn't want to. So I, I told him, frankly, what I'll tell you. Never feel like you have to pay a woman to be your friend. You don't. Support and gifts, when freely and happily given, are great, but please don't overextend yourself. Respect yourself and your money, and only support someone if you can afford it, and if you feel good about doing it. Run a mile from any woman who demands more and more from you all the time, or who mistreats you while insisting that you keep sending her more money. This is financial abuse, or wallet rape, and it can have devastating consequences. Um, okay, number three. If you like someone's work, please have some class, and don't beg, whine, wheedle, or try to guilt her into giving you content for free, or discounting her rates. If you really can't support someone financially, then just send her a nice message, telling her that you like her work and wish her well. Don't debase yourself by begging or telling her terrible stories to make her give you free stuff. A woman just will not respond to this and won't respect you. Ask yourself honestly if this is the person you want to be. I mean, there's no shame in not being able to afford something. But you shouldn't play that card in an attempt to not pay her for her work. Always remember that this is, this is a respectable person doing respectable work, something that you enjoy. And she deserves to be paid for it. I am always amazed at the, the cheapness of people, um, the people who will try to steal and scam their way into my site. Um, even with my new Patreon option, I've had some people try to scam. They thought that if they just pledged that they could, uh, that I would be silly enough to send them a password from my site and then they could just cancel the pledge and never pay for it. And, you know, it's, it really makes me feel bad when that happens because it's so disappointing. Or someone who writes to me and asks for if he wanted a three, a free three-day pass to the site as a trial. And <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that um, nearly 500 free audios is not enough of a, of a trial for him. Anyway, <laughs> just, just pass it through the what would you want filter again, you know? Would, would you want your employer to beg you to come to work for nothing, you know, telling you that he can't afford to pay you, but he would just love you forever if you'd still work for him for no pay, you know? <laughs> okay, so those are some basics of how to deal with women that you encounter either casually or professionally online. But let's say you start exchanging comments and PMs with a woman in a community like GWA, and you start to really get to know each other. 
And let's say this progresses to the point where she suggests, or you do, if you're feeling brave enough, that you start a private conversation via Skype or Kick. This doesn't have to mean an immediate jump into a sexual encounter, of course. Sometimes it's just nice to talk to someone in real time, to hear their voice and interact on a more personal level. But it, it could, certainly, and it's definitely a good way to start experiencing romantic and sexual relationships before trying them in the real world, so to speak. They are more real than other encounters because you're talking to someone on the phone or over video, and now you, you really are two people communicating with each other. But it's a little bit less pressure because you still aren't physically with them. So let's say the two of you are interested in potentially becoming sexual or romantic with each other. What should you do? What shouldn't you do? Well, aside from finding out ahead of time what kind of conversation this is going to be, and absolutely avoiding sexualizing it if that isn't what she wants. Some guys just push it. They really do, and it's really sad. You need to understand something pretty basic first. Now, it may surprise you to learn that I've put this caution right at the top of the list before anything else, but I think it represents the number one thing men do wrong in situations like these. Okay, you listening? I know you are. Okay, here it is. Never underestimate a woman's capacity for jealousy in any situation. I don't care if you're in the middle of an orgy. There's going to be issues. Women can be extremely competitive. This is what I've noticed in my years of being a woman and being around women. When we have any interest in a man, any interest, really, our antennae go up, you know, when other women start sniffing around. <laughs> So if you become involved with a woman online in any kind of romantic or sexual capacity, meaning you sext each other or you Skype or kick or whatever, if you masturbate while talking to each other, or even if you just talk about feelings and attraction and stuff like that, then for the love of all it's holy, make sure you aren't doing the same thing with other women at the same time. The only exception to this is if you talk about this openly and honestly with her from the very beginning and you're both aware that you will be doing this with other people. But unless you have that conversation, unless you're absolutely 100% positive that she's okay with you being involved with other women, then don't do it. And even at that, I would say, tread carefully. Feelings can change. And if she feels as though your relationship is changing and becoming more exclusive, or it should be, becoming more exclusive, and you don't pick up on those signals, it could be disastrous. I know this can be very confusing, especially for guys who find women online in some kind of sexual forum, like, like GWA or Dirty Pen Pals or other places, where the idea generally seems to be a bit of a free-for-all sexuality, you know? Um... I know at first these places, especially erotic audio venues, can just seem like you've hit the mother load. You've found Shangri-La, you know, you've stumbled across hundreds of horny women just aching to share their sexuality with you. These women seem so open and free, there's no bullshit and very little romance, and, and a lot of the expectations of modern relationships just don't come into play. Or so you think. Please, don't be fooled. There, there may be, and there, well, in fact, there definitely are, a lot of women who enjoy being very sexually open and liberated, 
There's a lot of poly women who have several partners and are absolutely fine with you having lots of partners, either in real life or online. But please don't assume all women are like this. If you're going to make a sweeping generalization, play it safe and generalize in the other direction. You know, that is, that is, um, that it's way, way more likely that a woman will not be pleased if you have several girls on the go at once. There's a couple things going on here, at least to my mind. I've run across women who've become very attached to a male erotic performer. And uh, through a combination of listening to his audios and falling head over heels for him, or who knows, maybe they even engaged with him personally, you know, through private messages or Skype or I don't know, but they become convinced that they have something special with him. They imagine that somehow... Out of all his many fans, he's singled them out for his affections, and that he's making audios just for them, that sort of thing. Or that having virtual sex with him over a phone line means he's fallen in love. Now for these women, the presence of any other female listener is a threat, and they tend to react violently to even mere comments from other women. They'll follow his exchanges and comments with other women and get extremely jealous, because, after all, he's betrayed their special connection. I mean, men do this too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they do this too. But here I'm just trying to describe some of the problems that men have when women do this to them. These people are crushed if they suspect an audio is about someone else, or if their, quote, lover gets too flirty with someone in comments, or shows a preference for another female performer. It's, it's really sad, because they're just going to get hurt. You know, they build up something in their own mind, and then they get heartbroken. And for other women, if they start any kind of online relationship with someone, they tend to believe it carries the same spiritual weight as a real-life relationship. You know, it's special. It's magical. It's their precious little thing. And sometimes they believe it's so meaningful as to be um, real love or a real relationship. And they'll become seethingly jealous of any other female friends a guy has, or any other woman that he likes. Now, please don't misunderstand. I don't believe jealousy of this kind is a good thing. But you should definitely be aware that it not only exists, it's strikingly common. So, here are some tips if you're a guy who engages with women online in any capacity. Maybe you're a performer, maybe you're a fan of a performer, maybe you're just a general commenter who has met another general commenter and hit it off. Whatever the case, if you decide to engage on a personal, sexual, or romantic level with any woman you meet online, you know, it doesn't matter if she's a major star, if she's a fan of yours, or if you're just two shy people reaching out, these are some things you need to know. Rule number one, prime directive, okay? <laughs> If you're talking, or texting, or Skyping, or kicking, or whatever, do not carry on a conversation with another woman at the same time. Do not. Don't. Don't do it. I mean it. If, you, <laughs> if you're emailing, or texting, or phoning someone, and you're romantic or intimate, if you talk about your feelings, if you express affection, if you call her pet names, if you sing her songs, if you love her up in any way, and especially if you engage in any kind of virtual sexual activity, in other words, if you treat her like she's special, then absolutely do not do the same damn thing with one or more other women, too.
I know it's not real, you know, in quotes. I know it's just online. I know you're both just names on a screen or voices over a line. I know you don't really know each other. And it's not real sex. It's just play. I know, I know, I know, I know. None of that matters. It's real enough for her. It triggers an emotional response in people, both men and women, but it does seem to affect women more profoundly. Again, just my opinion. You know, for you, this may be the holy grail, the nirvana of no-strings-attached sexual gratification, your dream come true, you know, sexy times without an entanglement, but never, never, never assume that this is how she feels about it. Maybe she's cool with it. Maybe she's got a few guys that she does this with. That's fine. But just check first. Absolutely, 100% check first. Why? Well, rule number two. Never assume that because you met a woman through a very sexual venue, that she's going to be that persona in real life with you. She may make erotic content about gangbanging and threesomes and giving head to strangers and fucking the pool boy and all that, but these are just fantasies for the majority of people, not a lifestyle. So don't make the mistake of thinking that when she actually drops out of her public persona and starts to get to know you privately, that she's going to remain that one-dimensional caricature that you've seen online. If you ask her at the very beginning, and it turns out she does want to just play and be her sassy self with lots of guys, great. But never just assume this. Never assume that um, she's as casual about it as you might be. Um, and never assume that a woman that you've met online is just looking for a quick hookup, okay? No matter how you meet or what she's like online, never assume that. Number three, if you're Skyping with a woman and someone else pings you and you have to talk to them, or you want to talk to them, tell your lady what's going on. If it's literally another woman, if you're actually being pinged by another of your online honeys, which, remember, I don't recommend, <laughs> then choose who you're going to talk to and let the other one go for now. Again, if they both know about each other or they don't care, fine, but never assume this is true. I can't stress this enough. Do not mess around with more than one woman at the same time, even if it's just online. Assume that each woman you talk to would be furious if she found out what you were saying and doing with another woman, okay? Assume, unless you definitely know different. This one I'm really surprised I have to say this, but, but I really do. I've heard enough complaints from women. If you are in the middle of a role-playing game of some kind, like some kind of online game, or you got the newest video game that came out, and your woman wants to talk to you, like she Skypes you or phones you or something, for fuck's sake, talk to her. Okay, put the game down and talk to her. If you choose a video game over the chance to talk to your woman, say goodbye to your woman. It's a no-brainer to me, but the number of guys who think a woman will just wait around while he finishes level six or whatever is mind-blowing. I mean, ask yourself, is sex more important to you than this game right now? Is the chance at a relationship more important to you than this game? Then act like it. I really can't believe I have to say this, but some guys are truly clueless about this. I can't give you much advice about how the call should actually go, because that will depend on what the two of you want. But just pay attention and treat any online sexual encounter the way you would a real-life one. Communication, consent, care, and concern. I saw that on Twitter the other day, and I think it sums it up perfectly. Make sure you're both comfortable and having fun. 
and stay within whatever boundaries you've established. When it comes to ending the call, you know, some pickup artist type things will tell you to always be the one to say you have to go first, you know, to end the call first, leave her wanting more. But I think this is bad advice. All you'll do is give her the impression that you don't want to talk or you're bored or you have someone else you'd rather talk to. Let your conversations conclude naturally. Sometimes she'll want to sign off first, sometimes you will. Just let it happen the way it will. But if she does say she has to go, don't make the mistake some guys make in their eagerness to be polite and understanding. A girl will say, well, I better be going, or, well, it's getting late, I should go. And the guy will immediately go, okay, bye. Now, he does this thinking that he's respecting her wishes, but quite often the impression he gives is that he doesn't care whether she goes or not. If you're too eager to say goodbye, usually this will give her the impression that you actually do want her to go. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but I don't want to pressure her or guilt her into staying connected. I want, I want to respect her desire to leave. And that's great. That's nice, and it's gentlemanly. I'm not saying you should try to cajole her into staying around or anything like that. No one wants a controlling guy or someone who just won't let you go. All I'm saying is there's a way to let her know that you've enjoyed talking to her and that you'd like to talk longer if she wanted to, but that you're happy to wish her a good night. You can say or type something like, Oh, well, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I feel like I could talk to you all night, but sweet dreams and have a good day tomorrow. Something like that, you know? Because that way, if she was just saying that because she thought she should go, you know, sometimes women say, I guess I should dot dot dot. No, they're not making a statement. They're sort of feeling you out, wondering if this is what they should do, if this is what you want. If she does this, then that way, you know, you've given her the chance to say, I could talk to you all night too. I just thought I might be keeping you up or something. And you can keep talking. Lastly, it's not a good idea to let too much time pass between this online sexual encounter and your next regular communication. I've said this to some people when they've asked about dating in the real world. For a woman, a date really isn't over until the next day, and sometimes longer. She wants to hear from you, even something simple. Unless you two arranged ahead of time that this is just going to be a no-strings-attached, who-gives-a-fuck online hookup, she's going to want to hear from you by the next day. It can be a very simple message, like, had fun last night, you're incredibly sexy, or... It can be more heartfelt. Um, it can be less sexually tinged, more like, hope you're having a good day. It can be a joke or a meme that you know she'd like, maybe some joke you shared. Just something to let her know you aren't now in the wind and are going to ghost her, right? Some guys will have, like, online or Skype sex with a woman and then never talk to her again. Okay, so, wow, this was a lot of information. Holy moly. Well, no one ever said relationships were easy. <laughs> I hope this has given you some basic ideas about how to start talking to women and even having relationships with them online. Because, as I said, I think it's a really good way to start practicing towards finding a real-life relationship. And hey, a lot of relationships end up crossing over into the real world after getting together online first. And there have been a few real-world engagements and marriages from people who met on GWA. Anyway, that's it for this very long episode. <laughs> Please join me again next time as we work on the um, project of you. 
the amazing investment in you. Until then, please love yourself. And remember, you're an attractive, interesting person worthy of love. And you're well on the way to finding it. Bye for now.